I'm Welcome nervous. to the. Why are you nervous? We do this a lot. I don't know. I'm vulnerable. Welcome to the Motherland Podcast, a place where you'll learn some conversational Russian and hear some ridiculous stories about our experiences visiting the motherland. I'm Zach, and I'm here with Marsha. Привет. Привет, Marsha. So, we've recently gone through a tremendous life experience, one that I might dare say was just slightly less traumatic than visiting Russia itself. <laughs> That's right. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've um, welcomed a second child into the family, and so if you hear any squawks or squeaks or weirdo sounds in the background, it's our son. Uh, it's Zach. It's me. It's our son um, sleeping. He's 13 days old. 13 days old. And, you know, like, one of the things that I've I've learnt um, being a new father and seeing that process again and again is that... What? Childbirth? Childbirth is it's... It's crazy. Like I said, not as, not as traumatic or... It's not as long as going to Russia for a month. No, yeah. no. It only lasted a few hours, only really. A few, but, but <laughs> what I've learnt is that women just... That's all they talk about. You share your birth story. They share their birth story. Everyone shares their birth story. Only when you're pregnant or just gone through childbirth. They don't do it like if there's no baby around. Anyone who's pregnant, thinking about getting pregnant, or has ever been pregnant. Yeah, you're right. All they seem to okay. ever talk about is childbirth. Anyway. We're literally putting life on the hey, earth. it's beautiful. We just it's want to lovely. talk about it all the time. So... <laughs> With with that in mind, you being a mother now spoke to your mother about her experiences birthing you in yeah. the motherland, Soviet Russia got, birth experience. I got the deets. So, so she didn't want to share I'm, the deets until I've, I've <laughs> given birth two times. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming into this. Blind. They don't like to talk about stuff like their feelings or their trauma. Mm. But I got the deets. Okay. Well, I'm coming into this blind. But- <laughs> Given, given um, what I know of Russia and what I know of you and stuff, this should be quite the experience. Yeah. It's very different to what we experienced. Just let's do Let's it. get into it. Let's do it. All right. So, so it was 1987. Mm-hmm. And my, so my mum was in St. Petersburg. Um, because my dad was working there, so they were living there together in Russia, right? But my dad had been away, and I'm not sure where he'd been, but I think he was, like, just away in Serbia or Greece or whatever. Um, so her mum had come to help her out, and she said that she was in... She could have gone to Moscow to give birth, but she... The doctor had said, don't get on the train because it's an overnight train. Mm-hmm. And if you go into labor on the train, they will just let you out in one of the provincial villages and you'll be giving birth in a provincial village hospital. <laughs> Pause for a second. <laughs> I've been on that train mm. in 2018. Yeah, 2018. 2018. I was on that train. Yeah. And those provincial villages were pretty provincial. Yeah. So she was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> in 2018. Yeah. Are these the same provincial villages that we stopped off at Lavra where they didn't have a station to hop off where we had to jump off the train I think to so. cross the tracks? 
I think so. Cool. Okay, go yeah. on. Yeah, okay. It would have been dingy. Sweet. Yeah, yep. continue. So We're she, on a roll. So We're getting was, there. So she was like, all right, I'll give birth in St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. Um, so she said her waters broke randomly. She thought that was horrifying because she was like, it's the wrong order. And her mum, who was there, said to her, don't go into hysterics in the hospital because they'll tie you to the bed. Was that... That was the beginning of her labour. No, hang on. Was that your grandmother being a little bit crazy? Or no, was that a she... legitimate warning about a factual thing that yeah. could happen? So my grandmother, my grandmother's job title was a midwife. <laughs> she was a midwife. So your midwife grandmother's advice was to your mum to not go too crazy because your mum might be tied down while she's giving birth to mm-hmm. you. Good. Just yep, keep that's going. the beginning. Yes. Yep. So, <laughs> I'm so glad I haven't heard this story. <laughs> so my mum's like trying to keep her hysterics under wraps. Anyway. Okay. Yep. Continue. She's not allowed any support people. None. Just her going in. Yep. She goes in. They put her in a room. So this is St. Petersburg is one like St. Petersburg and Moscow are the two biggest cities in mm-hmm. Russia, right? So you think if you're, you're going gonna gonna to get the best service. If you're going to visit a place in Russia, I would strongly suggest St. Petersburg. Yeah. It is the best place, yes. Mm. So they don't have, they don't give birth in the hospital. They have a different building. It's the birth home, it's called. Rodom. That's fine. Rodom. Oh, we got a first word. Yeah. Rodom. Rodom. Rod, Rod means dom. birth mm-hmm. and Dom means house. Okay, look, yeah. we got some. The birth yeah. house. So it's like its own hospital. Rodom. So What's she, hospital? Um, Balnitsa. So it's Balnitsa. not even called a hospital. Niet <laughs> Yeah. Rodom. Da. Yeah. And so she goes there. They put her in a room on a bed with 30 other women in the room with one doctor. Awesome. No pain relief. Yes. Keep going. Yep. Not allowed to be in hysterics. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, this is this is just pre the fall of communism, this right? This is nineteen eighty seven. Like I'm only thirty three. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so they're all in different stages of labour. There's one doctor. Oh my God, she's there all night. What about your grandmother, who's a midwife? Where are they? What are they doing? Um, no support people. You only having the woman in that's giving birth. So, so what do grandma's the midwives at do? home. No, no, she's not on shift. She's at home. No, no, but your grandma's a midwife. So what are them? Are they midwives like tugging around there? Like I don't know. She didn't say. I'll have to ask. Mm, follow, follow that one follow up. Follow that like, one up. What does your grandma um, actually do if they're not supporting these ladies? Maybe because my, my grandma post-birth. actually worked in Moscow. So maybe they had a slightly different system or maybe it was, yeah, who knows? So maybe they only tied people up in Moscow. Yeah, who knows? Like, we don't know. Do you reckon she would have got tied up if she was in the provincial town? I Literally, <laughs> in the provincial town, she might have been on, on the floor. I don't know. <laughs> She, was, she goes, I was on this little bed, but they didn't want to give me real sheets because they didn't want us to make too much mess. So they had this, like, sheet that was like a rubber so it could be, like, washed easy. So she's on a rubber sheet. Look, I, 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 that, that's a good choice. I agree <laughs> yeah. with that choice, given the mess. Go on. Mm. Yeah, well, we do make a mess in labour, don't we? Look, I don't support the tying up. Mm. I do support the rubber sheets. Rubber sheets, fine. Yeah. So the 30 women are in the room. There's one doctor on all night. She's going from one to the other, just checking stuff out and just seeing what's going on. And she goes up Is to one. Is she washing her hands in between? I don't know. I think so. Look, I think they wash their hands. Good. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, she's like, 
And she goes, okay, so so I'm in there all night. The doctor's walking around and, like, one woman's baby came. Everyone's screaming. They're in labor. Everyone's, like, yelling. There's no pain relief. You just basically lie on your bed and just cop it. And um, she goes, one baby got birthed. And the doctor goes, because the doctor's dry. Like, she doesn't have time, right? She's just walking from one to the other. She's like, oh, he's not crying. Maybe he's dead. And then, like, this is the kind of stuff she's hearing in the room. They're just dry as fuck. Like, just, she's just trying to get through the night. Like, the doctor, you know, is like, I don't know. Is this doctor doing the 24 hour shift? Probably. Lovely. Nobody knows. Lovely. Most likely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, So she doesn't have time to mince words as well. This is great. And I was like, so what they do with that baby? Like, was he okay? She's like, I don't know. I guess they carried him off to try and, like, resuscitate him and stuff. But, like, I don't know because you don't get follow-ups or anything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, cool. So she was like, that was scary to just hear that. Like, just, you know. Anyway, the doctor comes over to her and goes, oh, don't really like the position your baby's in. And um, just, you know, wanders off to the next lady. <laughs> so my mum's like, I just prayed, you know. That's kind of all I could do, really. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I just prayed the whole time. Yep. And um, the doctor came back around to her a few hours later. She goes, oh, this is the doctor. Oh, no, it looks like everything's going to be okay for you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> this is amazing. And then she's like, yeah, so it ended up coming out and that was okay. I'm just struggling to imagine the physics of this because yeah. we had... I was there supporting you. Mm. I'm looking over as you're doing your thing. I had three midwives in the room. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Three people there. They're cleaning up. They're supporting you. They're catching the baby. They're wiping you up. With one doctor to 30 people birthing. Well, the thing is, maybe there was a midwife that was coming in to help. And plus, they're not all birthing all at the same time. Because if you've got 30 of them in the room, you might get one going one hour, then then two hours, you've got the next one. So the doctor would be running to the most important one at the time. Cool. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. I was like, wow, just keep telling me. And she's like, I think that... Is this the reason why you're only a, an only child? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Who would want to go back, right? A lot oh. of people in Russia just have one. <laughs> Come to think of it. Um, oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Go on. And I was like, what about pain relief? She's like, well, they didn't offer me anything. I don't think they heard anything. I was like, was having a Caesar an option? She's like, they didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I guess it must be an option if something goes really wrong. Mm. But, like, no one ever mentioned it or anything. Cool. (laughs) Anyway. um, One time she told me that this, like, the stitches afterwards, they usually give you some pain relief to do the stitches. And they did give her a bit of pain relief before they stitched her up. But mm-hmm. then they ended up running out of the pain relief. So some of the women in the room <laughs> got stitched up <laughs> with no pain relief. Oh, okay. But, yep. like, when I – now thinking back, because she told me that before, thinking back, I'm like, they've just given birth in a room with 30 women with no pain relief. Mm-hmm. Like, what – would it have made the biggest difference? I suppose it would have, but, you know, anyway. Anyway, um, yeah, so then they 
They must have taken... She still wasn't allowed to have anyone there and she was in, in there for a few days and they had me... They must have taken me away, giving me a bit of formula. So they, they interrupted the breastfeeding thing, mm-hmm. cycle. Cool. That's what exactly what you want to do. Yeah. Take the baby off the boob. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And they, like, gave me a bit of formula. <laughs> yep. So then... Then a few days later, they sent us home. She's like, you wouldn't breastfeed. So I had to pump to, like, to feed. Yep. Um, And then she goes, then you got super sick. Cool. Like a week or two later. And it turned out that I had, like, a staph infection in my gut. Do you, are you are you saying that your mum, who gave birth in a room with thirty other pregnant women, with one doctor that may or may not be washing their hands as she goes does the rounds between people, ended up with a staph infection? No, no, I, like the baby did, like I did as a baby. Same rant, but replaced yeah, mother with yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, and, then, and she, I'm shocked. She, no, I know, but like, and she's oh. like, yeah, and you got it at the hospital, like, of course, they, you did. Yeah. and you could have died, like. Hmm. Then I got baptized at seventeen days old because they thought Emer- I might yeah, actually die. Emergency baptism. Yep. Um. And then they offered her a injection of, I think, immunoglobulin or something. And the doctor goes, I'm not taking any responsibility for this, but I can offer you an injection for the baby. It's either going to make it better or not. Basically, it could make it a bit worse, but, like, it might make it better. Do you want to do it? And um, my mum asked her midwife um, mum, and her midwife mum said... When I had you in the provincial um, Moscow Oblast, you know how Moscow has that little ring around it, which yep. we actually should do an episode on, mm-hmm. but Moscow City has this ring of sort of half city, half province around it called the surrounding Moscow. It's called Oblast. And my... It's, 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 it's basically like a city that's surrounded by uh, ramshackle uh, tin... Houses that people somehow live in in the middle of Russian winter. Anyway, yes. It's called, like, I guess, like, Greater Moscow. I don't know. It's, like, the outside of Moscow. So you've got Moscow and then you've got Outer Moscow. And the Outer Moscow is ramshackle. It's it's terrible. Not as ramshackle as not Outer Moscow towns. (laughs) So my bubba grew... (laughs) Okay, yep. My bubba grew up in one of those Outer Moscow towns called Yugorivsk. And her... Mum lived in like a little wooden hut. Mm-hmm. Um, then they didn't have electricity, and they used an iron that like a dacha. Were, yeah, but they yeah. lived like they lived there. That's how she grew up. Okay. So my bubba went back there to see her mum when she was giving birth to my mum. Right. So my bubba back in 1956 mm. went to this outer Moscow to give birth, and had a similar experience, except so she went into labour and walked 40 minutes to go to the hospital, to the Roddon. She didn't mention how the birth went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't know if she mm. was in a room with 30 people, but I'm assuming she was. And then she walked, I guess she walked back home with the baby. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Did you feel like walking much after giving birth? <laughs> I don't know. She's like, there's no tag leaves. Um then they were like washing because they had the cloth diapers and they were washing them with their hands, and then they were um, rinsing them in 
a pond nearby. Oh, God. Okay. And yep. my mum got a staph infection in her gut from the pond water. Yeah, yeah lovely. Of course. And mm. so my bubba was like... I've been through this whole thing and they offered me the same injection and I chose to give it to you, as mm. in my mum, and it made you better. So you should give it to Maria and it might make her better. And they did and I did get better. It's good that that 30-year-old Soviet injection... Yeah, I'm still kicking. Still, still worked. <laughs> Great. Yep. Well, I, for one, I'm glad yeah. she chose to give you that injection and you survived your... Yeah. Uh, so it's good that you're here. Yeah, and then my mum goes... So later on, like a few years later, I found out, it must have been on the news or something, but it came out that all the Rod Doms in St. Petersburg in 1987 had staph infections going around. And it was like totally rife through the whole system in St. Petersburg. Mm -hmm. Lovely. And she's like, the doctors could have told me to go to Moscow. And they were like, don't get on the train because you might have to give birth in the province. But they, they weren't like, hey, watch out for the staph infection that we're rife with. Mm. There's lots of problems with communism. There's just so many problems. <laughs> now, in uh, traditional The Motherland podcast fashion, we've not done any pre-research prior to recording. Mm. So I can only assume that giving birth in Russia right now is exactly the same experience. <laughs> I even said that. I was like, what's it like now, Mum? She's like, well, I don't know. I'm guessing it's a bit better. But then she's like, I was like, what did, like, like just what did people do? And she was like, the people that, like, had money or were more aware went to Germany and stuff to give birth. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like to East get Germany out. East Germany or whatever. Just to get out of Russia to do it. And I've actually heard of them doing it now. Yeah, you've the told me that before. Ones, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll travel... To out of Russia yeah. to do things. And surgeries and all Would kinds of Would you travel to out of Russia to do things? Like live? Yeah. Like <laughs> live. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. Birth trauma. <laughs> so prior to hearing this story, yep. the, the moment you gave birth, the first thing almost you said was like, and I'm done. <laughs> Pre, pre-birth. Almost up until labour, Maria was saying to me, you know, three might be a good number. Three is probably good. I think I could. I got like super clucky during the pregnancy. Like for for another one on top of the one I already had. As soon as the baby came out, she's like, and I never have to do that again. (laughs) And then uh, serendipitously, your mother just happens to share her birth story with you. Mm. Yep. What I'm saying is, is if we do have a third, Mm -hmm. should we just granted immediate Russian citizenship? By birthing it in Russia. No. What do you think? No. No, no. You sure? <laughs> you sure? You could be alongside uh, 30 compadres. Um, <laughs> what, what are they called? Comrades. They? Comrades. 30 comrades. What's the Russian word for comrade? Tavarish. Tavarish? Tavarish. Tavarish. Yeah. I was reading a book by, uh, it was called The Moon's a Harsh Mistress. Mm. And the character was like, had this like Russian heritage and they're throwing out all these random Russian words. And one of them was Tavarish. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like making the, you're making the character sound interesting. Yeah. The birthing experience in this fictional Russian sci-fi moon place, mm-hmm. far less traumatic. Oh, what was that one like? <laughs> Not that. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any more you would like to add about the, your, uh, your mother's uh, birthing experience of no. you in Russia? The thing that... The actual thing that's the most sad is that there's no support. They weren't allowed to bring in their husband or their friend or whatever. In a, in a, in a communist 
country, you think they would all be in there all together, but like they really, with like the birthing, it seems, and with like the education and with mm. everything, it's like, like wasn't your mum wasn't your mum like taken from her family to put in com- like communal care or yeah, because my midwife Bubba. Who did nursing and midwifery at the so hospital. So just to clarify, your bubba's a grandma, but yeah, go Yeah, on. sorry, my bubba is my grandma. So my mum's mum, mm. who had my mum in 1956, she was working um, 24-hour shifts at the at the mm-hmm. hospital. Yeah, great. And Great. Know, yeah. <laughs> and as part oh. of communism, like, her husband would have been working whatever he, like, dead up granddad would have been working his job. Um, whatever that was, mm-hmm. similar sort of styles. You can't look after your kid, right? So mm-hmm. they had these communal childcare centres um, to allow the parents to work, the Eastern European, like, um, communal childcare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It has a bad rap. Um, Why does it have a bad rap? Well, look, I haven't dared to read into it yet. But I will, and then we'll do a podcast about it. Um, but I have read about the Romanian ones, and apparently it was not very nice for the children. Because mm. they didn't get to see much of their parents, and they were put into a communal housing, and they were understaffed and undertrained and probably abused. Well, the thing I heard was something something about all the children all being in a little bed or just sitting there and nobody coming to look after their crying and all this kind of thing. And mm. then they just stop crying after a while because mm. they know no one's coming. But that was more an orphanage-style one that I was reading about. This one might have been not quite that, but... Yes, they said something about um, going five days a week and then seeing your parents on the weekend because your parents have to work during the week. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. But then they would have had school, of it, like, when they were of school age. So it must have only been for a few years. Well, it's a good thing that the childhood, early childhood years are not at all formative. Yeah, no, great, yeah. <laughs> great it's years, good right. that that like, didn't stuff them up like, at all. What I, the what whole I'm... generation. <laughs> Multiple generations, yeah. in fact. But mainly that my mum's generation. Look, I'm just glad that for our son, who's just sitting there on his own right now, we just leave him there knowing that it's fine. Yeah. Don't even have to worry. He's <laughs> oh, raising God. himself. Oh. Uh, I'll do some reading on it. Mm. You sure you want to? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, let's yeah. bite the bullet. Mm. But, but, yeah, don't, you sure you want to use that? <laughs> open up that can, can of worms. Should we end it on a, on a positive on a note somehow? Note. Like, can you think of one? They don't do that anymore, yay! Yay! <laughs> See you next time. That's for Danya! That's for Danya! <laughs> <laughs>